0: So he departed from there and found Elisha, the son of Shaphat, who was plowing with twelve yoke of oxen in front of him, and he was with the twelfth. Elijah passed by him and cast his cloak upon him. And he left the oxen and ran after Elijah and said, Let me kiss my father and my mother, and then I will follow you. And he said to him, Go back again, for what have I done to you? And he returned from following him and took the yoke of oxen, and sacrificed them, and boiled their flesh with the yolks of the oxen, and gave it to the people, and they ate. Then he arose, and went after Elijah, and assisted him. 1 Kings 19 verses 19 to 21. Today we pick back up with Elijah. He has just encountered God on Horeb, and God has given him three tasks of anointing. Hazael to be king over Syria, Jehu to be king of Israel, and Elijah to be his replacement. Elijah now knows that his time on earth is limited, although the exact date could not yet be penciled in. He also knows he's getting help of the human variety. Whether by the Lord's prompting or some other motivation, Elijah chooses to start with the easiest assignment. Elijah goes for help. Let's review the verbs in this passage. To focus on Elijah's actions, what did Elijah do? He departed, found, passed by, cast his cloak, and said words. God has given Elijah a specific task, and he obeys. Elijah's actions here are fairly simple. He leaves Horeb, finds Elisha, and puts his cloak on his back. There are no persuasive essays, enticing job postings, or even negotiations of pay and benefits. Elijah does his part and leaves the outcome up to God. He trusts that if God has said it, it will happen. Elijah is known. He's a well-respected prophet. Elisha also knows what all of this means. The customs of the day are understood by both men. This would be like someone today saying they are tagging someone. It is generally understood in the modern adult community that this is in reference to a social media post, meaning that you are linking their account to the post or picture. Unless, of course, you're hanging with a much younger crowd, and it's followed by some version of no tag backs, and then you know that's a whole different game. When God is doing the heavy lifting, and isn't he always, what is on us? What is our part? We don't have to force anything. We don't make things happen. We follow him. He does it. Like Elijah, we can trust God because he has proven himself faithful over And over again. He's got it all under control. We find Elisha plowing, which he promptly left and ran after Elijah. He also spoke words, returned, took, sacrificed, boiled, gave, arose, went after, and assisted. After his encounter with Elijah, Elisha immediately leaves his current employment. To assist the prophet. Before leaving his home and source of income, he briefly cuts ties and says goodbye. In three verses, one mission is complete and Elisha is now on board. I found myself asking, what about Hazael and Jehu? Isn't Elijah supposed to do more? I went looking. And what I found is Hazael and Jehu are not anointed until 2 Kings 8, 7 to 15, and 2 Kings 9, 1 to 13, respectively. Elijah is not the prophet who anoints them, Elisha is. God knew when he gave directions to Elijah what he would do and not do. He knew the mission would pass to Elisha. Is there then purpose in God telling us to do something, even if we fail to follow through? There must be, or God wouldn't do it. He doesn't spout off willy-nilly. He inspires. He orchestrates. He has a plan and a purpose, even if if we don't understand. Is Elijah still struggling? We don't know. Perhaps God knew Elijah needed a faithful friend, a companion, a human sounding board that could provide fellowship for his future endeavors. Struggles tend to be private. They are personal and we usually deal with them on our own. It's possible only a few faithful friends even know what our struggles are. We have been privy to some of Elijah's, but now we do not know his thoughts, nor his fears. God, however, does, just like he knows ours. This brings me to a couple of questions. Can we struggle and still obey God? Definitely. Can we struggle and be used by God, be part of his greater plan? Absolutely. We do know that Elijah loves God and he is willing. Elijah is willing to follow. He is willing to obey. He does what God asks him to do partly, uh, incompletely. Has God ever told you to do something that you let someone else do? I know I have. I then have a choice. I can wallow in self-pity or learn from it and do better next time. Elijah isn't written off now as a has-been or a failure. He is one of two people in the Bible who were taken to live with God without experiencing death. He is the one revered in the prophecy of Christ returning, foretelling of John the Baptist. In Isaiah 55 verse 9, God reminds us, For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. God knows when He gives us a task, if and how we will complete it. It fits perfectly in His plan, and His love covers it all. We do not have to perform perfectly to keep moving forward as we move closer and closer to God. I love that we can find accounts in the Bible of real people. Who live this way too. Their imperfections mean that my own do not disqualify me from the service of God. I find comfort in His grace and that God is not seeking perfection, He's seeking our hearts. Let's pray. Lord, I give you my heart. I love you forgive me the times I did not do as you asked forgive me the times I fell short thank you for your word and the accounts that highlight your grace and love Jesus is the only one who lived a perfect life we desire to grow more like him every day but there is no condemnation in such a journey Thank you for seeing our struggles and loving us and allowing us to serve you in spite of them. Your grace abounds. Your love is never-ending. Thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for spending a few minutes with me your time is precious and I appreciate it. We're going to be hanging with Elijah this summer and seeing how his journey can help us reflect and grow stronger in our faith as we continue to fight our hard battles. I hope you will stick around to hear more. If you'd like to read on your own, Elijah's account begins in 1 Kings 17 and continues through 2 Kings 2. I'd also like to invite you to check out my recently launched website, At hlinpierce.com. It's one more way I can connect with you. You can claim a copy of my prayer victory for free by subscribing to my twice monthly encouraging email called A Taste of Tranquility. This is to help you step from the swirling winds of life's storms into the eye for a moment and refocus on our anchor, Jesus. I hope to see you there. As always, your battle may look different than mine but let's stand together. I'll keep your arms upheld until victory is real in your life. Remember, God is for you, and so am I.